Well, we're going to continue in our series on uh, Silent Night. And in this series, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. If you're, if you're also following us on our online platform, you're going to see a little bit of a blend here. And, um, and I set it up. I made sure that, because um, I, I felt like that I was almost getting a little bit of a head, but yet at the same time, there's a connectivity through this series that, that we have just kind of discovered. You know, sometimes we enter into something that we feel like God is, is kind of leading us a certain direction, but even in the midst of that, you hear an overlying theme that begins to come out of that. And, and, uh, and I felt like that, that, of course, Paul Cole kicked it off here. What a great message of hope that was. And then with Pastor Lane um, and, and uh, now me this week, and then Pastor Daniel next week. Uh, you will not want to miss next week I, because I, I called him and I went ahead and I said, okay, I don't want to tread on top of what, where you're going. What are you sensing? Where are you headed? And he shared with it, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good one. Amen. And uh, I don't know if there'll be props or not, but more than likely, you know. <laughs> and uh, so you'll walk away with some things for sure. But uh, so today, I want to talk to you uh, kind of in that, in that theme, because as we're looking at where we're going into 2021, and as, as the senior pastor, visionary leader, I, I feel like that there, there was just something in this message that I felt like I had to communicate, and, and just, uh, so, so buckle up, hang on, uh, we've, we've, we've got time, amen, it's a long time till one o'clock. <laughs> so we, we, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get this done. Amen. Um, we, um, you know, uh, again, just the, the everything, the busyness and all that's going on. I, I still appreciate, like, one of, that was one of our, our elders this morning and trustee, Wayne Barr, of just, again, hearing the voice of the Father. And you will hear, uh, if, you, if you commit to be here a part of the Life Church, you're going you're gonna to pick up on certain things that are of, of high value to us. And sometimes there are things that are even more part of culture that are caught than even taught. But I just, I just wanted you to, to just pay attention to some of those things. And... Uh, because one of the things that you're going to find is that, that you're, going to, you're going to hear is, is that it's about listening to God, acting in faith. Amen? We want, we want to believe. You've got to take God at His word, and then we want to go do what He told us to do. You can't, you can't stop short there. Ultimately, He's looking for us to step up and to follow through with acts of obedience. And so, but it begins with hearing the voice of God. And so, I believe that, that we're right on target with that. And, and that's one of the things that, that I saw as, as we have kind of moved into this series. And like I said, we're going to talk about forward motion today. Life is lived in forward motion. And you, 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 if you kind of track in this, you're going to hear that all the way through this series. And we didn't really plan that out. We just knew that somehow this was just kind of the voice and, and the theme that just started really coming together in this. And um, we had planned on it almost kind of being a standalone message, but 
what's happened is all the way through all the messages, if you were listening and if you are listening, it is about how do we live life in that forward motion. It's about where we're going. And so I want to I set that up for you because when you look at the Christmas story, they were all about living life in forward motion. And, and sometimes we gloss over and we make it all purdy. <laughs> Come on. We, 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 we focus on certain parts of the Christmas story that we, we like that gives us warm fuzzies. Come on, think about it. Ooh, little baby Jesus. And, and there is some major challenges, difficulties, persecutions, even murder of babies. All of, all of this is part of the Christmas story, folks. If you read it, life was not a picnic <laughs> for young Mary and, and Joseph. Life was filled with difficulty and challenges and people that wanted to kill them. They wanted to kill their baby. And they are having to be tuned in to the, to the leading of, of the Lord and to those dreams that just kept coming to Joseph and, and knowing the right moment to move, to go, to, 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 to go here, to go there. All of that is through that whole Christmas story, and you've got to kind of pick it up in all the different you know, Gospels and see the, the full picture of that. But it's all through there. And so they were always moving, <laughs> literally, to move forward. And we have to understand that in spite of life's challenges, because sometimes Christmas season can be major challenging for many. We have those who have lost loved ones, that um, different life events that have been traumatizing that have come, and somehow the holidays can really calls that to be a difficult time rather than a real season of rejoicing. And I didn't mean to be a downer right there, but I, I believe by the time we get to the end of this, it'll be okay. But that's the reality. And if we're not careful, when we've got our smile on and we got our cheer happening and we're going through you know, the stores and we're being the light, <laughs> you know, the reflection of God's presence, you know, and we're, we're in that, we need to also be sensitive to those that may not be in that well of a place, that may be struggling. Um, it's it's um, in this season, in this time, that, that uh, many people, you know, that, that uh, all kinds of ter tragic things happen. And I want us to be aware of that and to consider that, to pray for those, and to also have not only the cheer, but the graciousness to be able to reach out to those that may be struggling. This is a good time to just simply sometimes weep with those who weep, to minister to those that are downhearted in this time. And so I, I say that, and, and hopefully you'll hear me in that, because I think that if we're not careful, we, we, we digress. We digress. You know what digression is, right? 
See, some, some people think of digression being that you are moving backwards, but that's not, that's not the true meaning of digression. Digression is to get off topic. <laughs> I think, you know, for Christianity, if we're not careful, we have been off topic. We pick up all kinds of, of, of worldly things, whether it's in politics or different social things. We, 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 we just tend to, to sometimes chase after stuff and sometimes even pick sides rather than understanding that really like the angel that appeared to Joshua when Joshua said, whose side are you on? And he said, I'm on the side of the Lord. I'm on the Lord's side. That's where we need to be. <laughs> that, so all you Democrats and Republicans just chill out. <laughs> The church is on a mission, and we need not to digress. Don't get off topic. Stay on topic. This is still about us as Christ followers that have received his assignment to carry this gospel, the good news, to every person. Amen? Let's read Luke chapter 2, starting here in verse 7. It says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room. Look at this. There was no room for them in the inn. Let's drop down to verse 16. And they came with haste, speaking, of, speaking you know, of, of the, uh, the shepherds that the angel had appeared to. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child and all those who heard it. There must have been others that had gathered now by now on this. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things which had, uh, they had heard and seen as it was told them. How do we keep forward motion happening? How do we not get off topic? Because I believe Satan, he's a master at it. You know, I've, we, we, we became masters at formulating digression in high school. I remember sitting in the, in the history class with our history teacher slash coach. And we, knew, we all knew if there was some way of getting him to talk about football, we just digressed because the topic of history was a moot point. <laughs> well, the class was spent on football, right? <laughs> we could get off topic. Let's stay on topic. How do we keep moving forward as as kingdom believers, as true Christ followers, staying on mission? Living our lives that's different than the world. Because listen, and, and, some of you, if you, and some of you may not be in tune to this, and God bless you if you're not, you know. But there, there's, there's some other great Christian leaders, some very high-profile leaders that have, again, fallen. 
in the body of Christ. And, and uh, again, and it's, it's a mess. And a lot of people get hurt. A lot of people get offended. A lot of people walk away. And, and, and there was a, a really well-done article that was written from a, from a non-believer that basically said the modern Christianity has now become basically what they call it is, it is, it is a life with a twist. A life with a twist. That basically, we're going to act like the world, talk like the world, be like the world in every way, except we're going to show up on Sunday. And we're going to have a label that says Christian. And yet it is just like the world. But God forbid that we would fall into that place. God is still calling us out from among that lifestyle and those kinds of things. Paul writes that those things are even, we should be ashamed to even talk about some of those kinds of things that are going on. And believe me, there, I guess I got to go there. Elections have consequences, and there's some that are driving this thing, and you've got, you've got a, a, supposedly a, an, a, a vice president elect that believes in the legalization of prostitution and the whole environment that circles around that. And you've got another very left individual that is a House of Representative that in Congress that is tweeted this past week that sex work is real work. And if this is where we're headed... Where is the church that is salt and light in the earth? Where is the church? Are we silent? Have we somehow just got a life with a twist? And you can't tell the difference? God help us. I'm praying for a powerful move of God and a release of His Spirit that ignites our hearts and our lives so that we are a standout. He's still a God who is holy, who is calling us to represent Him. So if, if our lives need to take some adjustments, they need to. Why? Because God's trying to keep us from having fun like the rest of the world has fun? No, because He's trying to keep our lives off of a pathway of destruction and so that in this righteous life and lifestyle that we're on the pathway of blessing. Now, are we working to earn it? No, it's by grace and faith. But it is a result, a reward of blessing. It works. Why? Because there's spiritual laws, just like there's natural laws. They work. You don't believe me? Get up on this building and jump off. If, I don't care if you don't believe in gravity. No, don't do that. Just kidding. <laughs> I was a little concerned just driving up, seeing the ladder laying over here. There, there, there is a, a university house right there. Ladder, drunk pikes, not good. <laughs> Hide the ladder. 
All right. Boy, am I off topic. <laughs> Digression. All right, let's get back on topic. So how do, we, how do we stay in forward motion? Number one, we have to let go of the past. And I don't care whether it's, it's good, bad, or ugly. You've got to let go of the past. If we're not careful, we can show up and we can celebrate even all that's been accomplished. And go, woohoo, look at this. Isn't this awesome? Having our guests from Arlington, they're like, wow, this building is huge. It is. And I thank God for it. But do we somehow kick back in our easy chairs and just think, wow, this is good enough? No, because the moment that we get e at ease, digression happens. And we'll miss out on staying on mission and advancing the work of God and being all that he desires. See, my prayer is constantly, Lord, that I would be a good steward. I've I, 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 I shared this a little bit, you know, here a while back. I think it was online. I don't remember if it was here or not now. You know, I get all confused between Arlington and here. And so if I re-preach something, just say Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused, but it's good. <laughs> but I was sitting having lunch with Pastor Olin, and he just lives not too far. And uh, his favorite catfish place is right close to my house, so that's a good thing. And uh, if I'm asking, okay, where, where you want to eat? Usually I'm not having to drive very far. <laughs> He's wanting to come do catfish. <laughs> and so we were sitting there having lunch, and, and he's sitting there sharing and, and sharing some pretty intimate kinds of things, things that are happening and going on. And, and, um, and I was just sitting there in this moment, and, all, and I just had one of those, those just sombering, sobering moments of, God, you have put me with someone. I mean, this, this man has been a world changer. I mean, he has impacted nations. If, if history would only write, everybody's been trying to get him to write more books and put stuff down. I mean, the more I hang out with him, the more I start hearing different stories. I'm like, why, why didn't you say anything about that? I mean, that's incredible. And he's like, well, I don't know. It's just who he is. And I was sitting there listening to my pastor, and, and all of a sudden I'm just realizing how much God has invested in me. And this feeling of being responsible for those things came upon me in that moment. Where it, 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 began, to, it began to really rest on me that, okay, this, along with what God has placed in my hands, this, this, there is responsibility that comes with this. And with greater responsibility, accountability, and all those different kinds of things work, work in, that, in that manner, and they should and with that, I just, I, I left there and I, my prayer has just been more focused on, God, I want to be fa a faithful steward of those things. That if there are others that, are, that I need to be able to minister, because too many people walk around and they, they bottle up too much and they don't share it. 
But I've always made it a point, and, and I, we got some great men, even in, in individuals a part of this church, and if, if at all possible, I'm always trying to be that sponge. But you can't settle on the past of whatever has been accomplished or whatever failures were happened. We could all go through our list of woulda, shoulda, coulda. Come on. I mean, you know, when I've, when I've analyzed this, I look and think at times that we should be a lot further down the road. And yet, the reality is when I really get around certain people and they look at, even with our charter school, you know, in 12, just 12 years of existence in four cities and 3,000 students and all that's happened in, in 12 years? And it's like, okay, maybe that is significant. <laughs> But I'm always looking at where, where I feel like we're supposed to be, where, where I know that God is calling. Where, and so we have to release ourselves from the past. The good, the bad, the ugly, we can't get settled in that. Young Mary, I believe, and Joseph could have gone through the list of the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Even with this room, no room in the end, they're out there in a manger with animals, come on, think about real animals. How many of you ever been in a farmyard and you're walking around? Sometimes it's not just a farmyard. I took, we had, we were joining and I were talking, we had taken our little dog, you know, up to the office there in Arlington and all of a sudden uh, Pastor David Bonet uh, <laughs> uh, stepped in something. Come on, it's not always that pretty, right? And here, here they are. Here's Mary giving birth to this baby in a stable. <laughs> to think, man, this isn't quite how I had life planned. Come on, how many of us we go, wow. This isn't how I thought it would work out. This isn't what I thought life had. But she didn't, she didn't stop there. She was willing to let go of the past. You know what, I, I, I have just, and I want to put this book out, I'm running out of time, but I, this has already helped so many people. I, I had actually one of my daughters that, that uh, uh, asked me to download it to my Audible because they all have my password and they hijacked my account. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> And I started listening to it, and, I, and I've recommended it to some, and it is making a huge impact. It's called Forgiving What You'll Never Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. Wow, what a story. It's a journey of... Uh, she's written this book from a life experience. Of, of Remember, she, she had Proverbs 31 ministry, and her husband was found out in an affair and just blew her world up. And yet now, years later, they separated, um, was at the brink of divorce, and years later, they have been restored, and they're still on the journey. But she's written this book from a place of genuine, honest struggles of having to move through forgiveness when it seemed like it was cruel. Come on, I've heard people say that. Because forgiveness, it can seem like it is. But the reality is forgiveness is for our healing. 
it, it'll do something in you when you can get there. But it is interesting how she brings all together, a lot of the counseling and a lot of the, the life's journey and all of that into this book of being able to talk about forgiveness even when you know that you'll never forget. That's letting go of the past. Number two, be grateful in what's present. So you've got to deal with the past, but you know what? How are you going to act in the present? Well, I think it takes a grateful heart. When you're grateful, when you're really grateful about just the, the honest-to-goodness relationship that you have with God, if that is real in you, you you'll find something. There, there, is, there is good that God is at work doing, even when bad happens. See, God promises that he will work all things to work together for our good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So there is a condition in that, so you want to stay connected to that, that I want to be about God's business, and I want to stay in love with him. And the promise is, is that he's going to cause even whatever the enemy or life has done bad in my life, he'll turn it to good. And somehow out of this thing, we're going to win. Amen? And so in your presence... There are things that you have to be grateful for. Mary, down in that verse 16 and, and 17 there, as you, as you track through that, it says that she kept those things in her heart. She kept. That word in the, in the original language actually means to, to protect it. There were things that were spoken about that baby she knew what the angel had said. She knew what had happened she, when she went down to her, her, uh, her cousin's house there, Elizabeth, right? She knew what the, now the shepherds had showed up and they were saying those things that God had promised, that God had spoken. She grabbed hold of it and she was grateful for it and she wasn't going to let it go. When you're grateful for something, there's something that connects you where you cherish it. You'll protect it. You'll, you'll stay with it. I always love this, this time of the year, and we missed out here. And, and uh, actually, last year, I, I wasn't able to participate uh, physically, but, but still just to see it. Every year out here in West Texas doing the, the, basically the wounded warrior hunts, and there's a couple of different ones that goes on. And in years past, being able to hang out with those guys and be with them on a regular basis, uh, year after year, and, and listening. I mean, some of these guys, the, the trauma, the, the things that they had endured in war, war is not pretty. And yet, to sit in deer camp and listen to their stories and hear how grateful they are for this nation. Their gratitude. Some that were willing to say, and if I had to do it again, I would do it again. Sometimes it's astonishing. Missing limbs, burnt, just disfigured, lost, and yet still grateful. Something happens to grateful people. Life stays alive when you're grateful.
You don't miss out. Because here's the thing. Sometimes, but if, if, if we're just looking at the loss and we're looking at the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and we, we fail to recognize what actually is in our lives, we can miss so many blessings. Well, we got to lift up our eyes. we got to look around us. And I know there may be some heavy hearts. There may be some, some, some challenge to this. But in the present, if you'll take some moments in that, I promise you there's a grace that God gives. And you can step into that grace, lean into it, and be grateful. Find things that you can just start thanking Him for. And watch even sometimes those small things crack the door on greater things for your life. And the last one is a positive expectation for the future. So we got to release the past. we got to stand in the present, be grateful. But we need to have this expectation for the future. We're all headed full bore into 2021. And I, and, I, and I heard someone say, well, so the best way to handle that is just don't have any expectations. Reminds me of that bumper sticker I saw one time that said, I feel much better since I've given up on hope. I thought you were probably one sorry, depressed person. <laughs> you can't give up on hope. <laughs> He's the God of hope. You just need to get introduced to him. Amen. And I just made up my mind that I'm dreaming big. I'm making big plans. Well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, it, again, I can say, if, it, if it's the Lord's will, but I'm planning big. We've got missions trips planned. We've got churches to plant. We've got stuff to expand and start. And, and people's lives to impact. I have chosen to make sure that 2021 is in my sights of doing great things for God. Amen. And you need to get yourself, dust yourself off if you've been down and in that place. Don't let that get on you. And just declare, my best days are ahead of me. In spite of whatever the enemy has done. In spite of what looks like or has actually been loss to my life. I declare my best days are ahead of me. That God's for me, not against me. And He is, he is the God who is out in front. Prevenient grace. He is working out ahead of us to prepare good works that we would walk in them. I just believe our greatest days are ahead of us. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Woo. You know, it says that Mary pondered those things. That's what I just did. Because <laughs> to ponder is to give voice to those inward things that you're mulling over. That's what to ponder is. So can you imagine, here's this young lady that's just given birth to the Savior of the world, 
and hearing the things that the angels have just declared. And she's marveling at those things along with the rest of everybody. And she keeps those things in her heart. She protects those things that God has promised about my baby. This is Jesus, Savior of the world. But then it says that she pondered those things in her heart. She was willing to give voice to what God had said. Don't hold back. Declare the Word of God over your life. Declare the promises of God over your life. Be like this young lady, Mary, that lived an example of what it meant to take God at His Word and to believe and trust Him over any circumstance. I mean, can you imagine? She's in a manger. No room in the inn. This is, this is the Savior of the world. And i got to give birth in a stable? Oh, she could have really gone down. She could have thought, God, what's up with this? Yet she stayed in faith. She pondered those things in her heart, giving voice, muttering out loud the promises of God. Don't hold back. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for this time this morning. And Lord, that in the midst of silence, in the midst of sometimes not knowing, Father, we can, we can just make those choices that we're willing to let go of the past. Thank you for all the accomplishments and all the things that have been done. We celebrate them. Father, we, we just count it loss. Like the Apostle Paul said, even, even the bad and the ugly that of those things, they don't mark us. They don't, they don't dictate our future. They, they may have been tragic. They may have been um, not of you. They may have, not, uh, they may have been our own sin that even was there. But, Father, I thank you that those things can be cut off here this morning, today, in Jesus' name. And I declare a grateful heart over our lives, Father, in this present, and that we will be thankful for all that you have given us, the very breath that we breathe. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, that we will have our expectations set on the things out ahead of us that you've called us to do. And Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for all that you're at work doing here. And for those that are in need of salvation here today. I just want to give this moment right here, and, and pause right here. If there is someone today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure. See, the Bible says that you've still got to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead so that you'll be saved. The Bible's clear that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're unsure today and you're saying, Pastor, I, I want to commit my life to Him. I, I want to do this. I want you to just raise up your hand. I'm going to pray for you and lead you in that prayer. Or if you, need, if you need to rededicate your life, maybe you know you've done this before, just raise it up. I'm going to pray for you and lead you in a prayer profession of faith. Yes. Yes. Any others? Anyone else? Father, we thank you for these. We thank you for the decisions being made right here today. And Father, for salvation, the free gift of eternal life, the perpetual life of God. 
Now I want to invite everyone to pray this out loud. Some of you are going to pray this for the very first time. Others may pray to rededicate your life. But I want you to pray this out loud. All of us are going to do this together. We're going to help you. But you've got to mean this from your own heart. I'm going to just lend us some words. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the penalty, the price for my sin. I receive that gift today. I receive forgiveness today. I receive salvation today. I receive my healing today. And I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take full control of my life and help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for those decisions today.